1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm. Episode number 450. This is Ross Tun, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. 450 you've been on for quite a while now
3: yeah that's that's a milestone number for me 450 that's cool it'd
2: be interesting to figure out when you well how many episodes you've done but you were you were it was so fragmented at the beginning it'd be hard to tell I guess
3: um I probably well at least 50 I probably around 60 or 70 I would guess maybe 75 something like that
2: yeah anyway I was uh just looking at it and well thinking 50 episodes back was January 29th, 2021. At least that's when I recorded it. I can't remember when it was actually released, but our guest was John Mueller, uh, Google's John Mueller. And that was, I think the last time John Carcutt was on the, on the podcast and he and I both interviewed John and we did it on video and I haven't yet posted that, but I think as an ode to John, I'm going to do that. And when I do um, well, I'm sure we'll share the link in the next episode, but or when I get to it, but um, I'll also post it in the uh SEO our, our SEO 101 community on Facebook, which you can easily find by, find by searching SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. Anyway, in there, I'll make sure it's posted too for all you all listeners that have been around for a while. Um, and you'll actually see John, uh, he's in his home and he's chilling out and we're having a good time. It was a really good interview, and I Admit it's a bit sappy, but sometimes I go back and just watch that again, just to see Johnny again. I uh, actually just sent it to his wife last week because she hadn't seen it yet, and uh, eh, obviously she's having a tough time still. So it's nice to just see our old buddy. Yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> this morning I was. Um, helping out a client, actually, he's a client from last year. Someone we were just helping out um, with his website, very, very, very low cost. You know, doesn't have a bunch of a budget. I have a bit of a soft spot for for small businesses and really nice guys, so I always help him a bit. And then he said, "Well, maybe next year we'll we'll work together." Well, uh, he called and gave me this story that was just like heartbreaking. How okay, and and this is, what it comes down to is when you're working with GoDaddy, you get what you pay for. Um, he wanted to switch his email. He didn't want to stay with Google anymore. He wanted to go with a more privacy centric, um, ethical company in his opinion. So he switched to Proton Mail, and he said, okay, GoDaddy, contact his support. Please switch details of my GoDaddy account so that the email will be going to Proton. No problem, they said. No problem. Well, it never got done. Contacted them again. And then they said, Well, you have to fill out all these forms. And no, we didn't do it. Whatever, whatever. It was just this long song and dance. And they still didn't do it. In fact, I I think he believed they were done. And I went on there today and I looked up his MX records. I went to mxtoolbox.com. That's mxtoolbox.com. It's a fantastic site. And just punked in his domain, and there it all is. All of his Google listings were still there. It was still running. All of his mail. Google was shut down. He shut down his account there. So all of his inquiries. Poof, gone. Yikes! And he's beyond livid. Um, I was livid just because I've had to deal with this crap before, with GoDaddy and other low-budget companies, in my opinion. And I just, it infuriates me. I mean, just think—he's a really nice guy. Works so hard. He's a—he's an amazing, somewhat famous chef, in fact. Um, and works for. You know, the rich hire him to do parties and, and, and he has, he does private te- teaching and just a great guy, really hard worker. And how much money did he just lose? Who knows? He could missed he could have missed the opportunity of a lifetime. We never know. And he'll never know. Um, so I spent an hour and a half with them. We were supposed to be only like a half hour call, but <clears throat> just fixing all that email. And it was not an easy move. And he should have paid for it, but he didn't know that. And again, they could have told him we'll do it, but it's going to cost this much money. And he would have done it. It's just, uh,
3: it's, uh, <clears throat> that that's what happens when you deal with, not always, but sometimes you deal with huge companies that have kind of grown to the point where they've lost touch. Mm-hmm. You know, they, like, I remember GoDaddy when I first started using GoDaddy, like when I had customer service issues, it was never an issue. They just dealt with mm-hmm. it. And then I started having problems at one point because I had my hosting there. And I think I got hacked and they were no help in helping me fix that at all. And I eventually left. Like I pulled all my hosting for them because Mm -hmm. the customer service went downhill. And that's not that long ago, like uh, five, six years ago, maybe. I can't remember, but uh, I just gave up on them.
2: Probably double that with the way things are. I mean, time just flies for us.
3: It but... might've been might have been 60 <laughs> years ago. I really don't know anymore. Back yeah, when we had not... it on an abacus, I had to like flip some levers and punch cards to get my website loaded up. And
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to. Um, I used GoDaddy for, for a lot of our domains too. We won't go anymore into this because I don't want to give them any more press, but we ended up switching to Namecheap for our domain stuff, which saved us a fortune. Uh, part of it was for ethical reasons. They were in a, broiled in a lot of mess. And yeah, I've never recommended them to a single client. Um, and, uh, this is why, you know, all it takes is one out of five or 10 clients for this to happen. As far as I'm concerned, it's not a company I want to work with. It's just, you you can only imagine you multiply that by the many thousands they have. Hmm. Yep. Not a good sign. Anyway, smarten up. Go daddy. Uh, it's, I can't see a stand. Surviving. If you keep this up. All right. So some SEO news now, sorry for the rant guys, but I, if any of you are on those platforms
3: you know be careful okay yeah
2: what is next
3: we've got a couple bugs I, f- I feel like we need to have a segment called the bug report or something because there's so many bugs lately um so a couple here one was within actual google search um people <laughs> some people su- uh, suggested it might have just been a search console error Um, but john Mueller actually reported that it is an actual bug in search and not a <laughs> reporting bug uh, what happened is at the beginning of May for a period of, uh, well, between May 4th and May 17th, a bug occurred in Google search that caused a drop in video traffic. So if you look in your Google search console, you'll see that video traffic, well, if your site has a lot of videos, you'll probably see that your traffic dropped for that uh, week and a bit period. Uh, so don't panic. If, if you did see your 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 traffic drop on your videos and it's like <laughs> a huge issue, It actually was a bug. You should actually see it fixed. I believe it was restored on the 17th. So the past, uh, you know, well, who knows when you're listening to this, but for us about the past week or so, it's been back to normal. And uh, just, you know, it's interesting because you do see bugs at Google, but they usually seem to be tied in with, uh, you know, local or or other areas in just straight up organic search. I feel like we don't see a lot of bugs or at least we don't hear about them.
2: Yeah, and one well, the bugs we see are typically ones that they don't acknowledge or just say, eh, we'll add that feature later. It's like, well, Mom, yeah,
3: that's <laughs> but this one was like, you know, it lasted, what was it, 13 days, which is pretty significant. Um, that's huge. Usually they fix their bugs within a day or so. That's a big error in data. Like
2: data is everything to companies like that. You'd think that would be, uh, I bet that shook a few people. Yeah, hopefully (laughs) those nights.
3: Well, at least at least this next bug that I'm going to mention uh, Google job search, which to be totally fair, I didn't 100% realize that was really a thing, but probably because probably because I haven't looked for a job since it existed. So, you know, I'm not I'm not personally in there. It's not really a, a segment we see a lot of from us, but Google job search actually for the past three days, well, between May 21st and May 24th. Had no new listings. So they had three days where just nothing was getting updated and people were freaking out about this. Nobody was talking about it. And from what I can see, uh, Barry posted about it on SE Roundtable. Even uh, John Mueller has not replied to comments about it, wondering what was up with that. I haven't seen a response yet anyway. So hmm. um, it's interesting, but apparently it's fixed. It was fixed as of May 24th. So, you know, if you're in that space, whether you have a, a job based website or you, you know, you've got a big corporate site where you hire a lot of people and you're wondering why no one's (laughs) responding to your job postings. Uh, There you go. That's why. So, but again, it's fixed as most bugs.
2: Maybe a Google jobster AI um, became self-aware and demanded a raise.
3: That's Yeah, that's probably (laughs) what it is actually. (laughs) Probably what is it uh, fell in love with monster.ca or whatever, one of the other job banks and they went on a honeymoon and
2: Oh, look Took at some time you off.
3: Really yeah. expanding on that. Okay. Uh, you know <laughs> I told you I told you before we started recording that I'm feeling stupid today, so <laughs> ex- expect more stupid things to come out of my mouth.
2: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay. Uh, we, in the last uh, session, we were talking about uh, potential algorithm algorithm update in May. Uh, it turns out it did not happen um, at least according to the search status or status dashboard. Uh, the last one has been reported as April 12th. Uh, the chatter seemed to stop as well. So woohoo, no update. Um, you mentioned here that uh, kind of you put, put together kind of a timeline of events.
3: Yeah, so yeah, there was a, a, a potential update early May and it doesn't seem like it actually was an update, but the tools were showing it, but nobody else could really get any confirmation from Google. May 12th, Barry Schwartz reported... Another potential update at Google, but again, that went unconfirmed. And again, you know, the the weather, the, the search rank weather type tools like Rank Ranger and all those kind of reported something was going on, but nobody really saw <laughs> any real world changes. And then on May 25th, which is actually today for us, another unconfirmed update. But this one's interesting because all the SEOs are apparently talking about it. I, I'm not. Well, I guess I am. I am talking about it um, right now um (laughs) seos are talking about it and they're reporting you know ranking fluctuations like crazy i checked a bunch of clients today i did not see any crazy ranking fluctuations it's almost frustrating i want to see some of these fluctuations anyways well i don't well i want to see them in the good because that can be good too not necessarily (laughs) bad um but the funny thing about this one is people are talking about it but the tools apparently are not picking it up so all those like rank, like rank ranger again and, and all those aren't showing it as potentially happening uh so it's super weird, um, but yeah, the the job, uh, or sorry, the search status dashboard at Google is not listing any updates, it lists the last one as being in April. So are we going to go a full month without an update? I don't know. This might I be one. But maybe we'll find out later today that this is actually a real update, but uh, as mm-hmm. of now, we got the month off. Well, the algorithmic month. I
2: think their ranking algorithms just, it's also gone aware where and decided to ask
3: for another raise they're gonna be I, yeah. crashing <laughs> they got uh, a lot of staffing gonna, problems look, give me a raise or I'm going to Yandex oh, oh or Baidu <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah so that's weird but uh, you know the funny thing is though, too I feel like just because Google's not showing there being an update I mean there are updates literally every day sometimes multiple a day so yeah. some people might be picking up some of these little ones and it's affecting their niche or something like that too it's hard to say but um hmm. uh, there will be an update coming soon though um yeah, that's always certain. Yeah, no, well, no, but this one, Google's actually. This is the next thing. This isn't just me ad loving in here. I, I'm trying to create a segue, but you always oh. do the segues, and I suck at it. So, fair enough, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not.
2: Just had to dumb, dumb you down a bit, and now you can do them.
3: I, I know that's all it took, right? Um, so Google is uh, has announced an update to the helpful content system in the next few months. So what does that mean? I don't know. Sometime in the next few months, probably uh, June, maybe <laughs> early summer. Um, the, the new update uh, it will be designed to more deeply understand content from a personal or expert point of view and will improve search results with a focus on content with unique expertise and experience. Uh, Google claims that this will help show more hidden gems in search, which I love that. Cause I mean, if you get some mom and pop shop and they put up a page, that's like epic, they don't get exposure because they've got such a tiny website. So hopefully some of that type of content will come out and, uh, people will see it. We'll see. Um, the main focus of this is also to target and demote content that was created specifically for SEO rather than to help people, which is, you know, we always say that first, create the content for people first and, uh, you'll benefit big or (laughs) long-term.
2: Yeah, it seems to me that it'll be, they're just, they're tightening their, their filtering process for the lower quality content is going to be coming out so much faster now, thanks to uh, AI. Um, it must be clogging the crap out of their systems. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Uh, I had whole another thought there, but it went out the window too. So you're infecting me. God. Anyways,
3: yes, we're so far apart too like we're probably about a three-hour drive apart from each other so it's it's not viral it's not in the air <laughs> digital virus i guess i gave you oh dear
2: okay well let's take a quick break and we come back we're going to talk about uh some topic filtering on desktop search results
0: seo 101 will be back right after recess
4: Welcome back to
2: SEO 101 on WMR.fm, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fennack. All righty,
3: so we promised excitement. (laughs) You're not going to believe this, Ross. This is incredible. It's so exciting. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Google is rolling out related topics a related topics filter on desktop search results. So if that sounds familiar, oh, yeah, that's like, uh, oh, let's hop in the pool now. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, it's a cold pool. It makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I got to cool down. I'm too excited. Um, if it sounds familiar, it's because they rolled this feature out in uh, late 2022, I believe in November or December on mobile. So now they've expanded this over to desktop. And so what happens now, or if you're lucky enough, what may happen is if you search for something, say dinner ideas as one example, uh, you may see filter options at the top of the search, little buttons that say for tonight, vegetarian, healthy, for two, all kinds mm-hmm. of whatever options. You click for two, and it's the same search result, but it's it's filtered out the existing results. So it changes the query mm-hmm. and and filters those results to narrow down what you're looking for, which I think I like this because if you, you know, we push a lot of long tail type content and like focusing on this sort of stuff. And I think that this probably helps that long tail content because if I search for dinner ideas, but I don't rank for that, but I rank for dinner, I healthy dinner ideas for two. If someone searches for dinner ideas and they click the healthy and for two, maybe I'll come up. It might drive more people into that long tail traffic. So hmm. maybe that's my theory. Anyways, it sounds logical. I don't, it I don't think it sounds stupid.
2: But we'll see how it pans out. We I don't will. know. I mean, they're always testing this stuff. And, and sadly, we don't get to test it very often. I feel like w- this is the, the, the poor person's SEO 101 podcast because we can't even show you like what's going on in AI because we're in Canada. Uh, we were talking about sending Scott to the US, but it's not going to work out. So. I, I told Ross
3: I need at least a million dollars a year and then I'll do it. So yeah. if, if anyone wants me to relocate and work for them for a million a year, I'm I'm looking for no I'm not well maybe I am for a million a year, for a million a year I should say actually Ross sorry but, yeah uh, yeah uh, y'all give me a kickback right I, yeah everybody has their number that's my number
2: um <laughs> yeah. uh, anywho it's uh yeah that's done okay moving on <laughs> questions yeah. and tips this is the goofball show um check with your SEO before adding new plugins OMG yes I know where you're going with this
3: go for it oh so we had a client who is, he's an awesome, awesome client. And, and all his people that work for him are awesome. And, and luckily they're one of our, our, I don't say better clients, but they're one of our bigger, one of our bigger clients. And so we check on their stuff more frequently. Like some clients, we have a few clients that work with us quarterly, and Mm -hmm. I don't recommend that. And we have reasons why we agreed to it, but I won't go into that, but it would have been bad if these were quarterly. Not something we offer.
2: (laughs) This is this this is very special circumstances.
3: Exactly. This is an example where if these guys were a quarterly client that it would have gone bad because what they did is they happened to for whatever reason I still don't even know the answer but whatever they installed all-in-one SEO and we use Yoast SEO for basically every WordPress client I think now there might be one or two people on all-in-one but I think we switched them all and but what happened is they installed all-in-one SEO to do something I don't know exactly what but when they did that it broke all the Yoast settings Because both were running in conjunction. So all their titles reverted to WordPress defaults or probably all-in-one SEO defaults. Um, The XML sitemap stopped working. A few other things stopped working. And I just happened to see it. I think it was about five days after they did it, four days, like a few days anyways, after they changed it. I noticed that their rankings were starting to tank. Mm. And like, what is happening? Because they've been, for the certain terms we're tracking specifically, they've been stable in the top 10. And suddenly they had nothing in the top 10. I'm like, what is happening? So I'm freaking out. Like, you know, is there a big update going on? Is it, what's happening here? And we eventually traced it down to this plugin being installed. And I asked Dennis, our program, like, did you install all in one? Like, I don't know why he would ever do that. He's like, no, I don't think so. And then he's like, oh no, I think I did do it. Like, why would you do that? And then he started digging into it. He's like, no, it wasn't me. It's okay. It wasn't me. He had to go (laughs) through his records. We we thought it had been installed. Heart heart attack. I know we thought it was installed, but deactivated. And he had accidentally activated it. That's what I thought had happened um, because he was doing a bunch of fixes, but it wasn't him. And I, I contacted the client being like, this is what we're seeing happening. I don't know why we fixed it already, But and then the client up. oh, yeah, we did that. Our bad. Sorry. And he was very apologetic. And and luckily within. Less than a week anyways, I can't remember how many days, four to six days or something of fixing it, his rankings all came back. So everything was good. So anyways, the moral of the story is if you're going if you're paying an SEO or a web developer to help you with your site, do not install plugins unless you really know what you're doing. Um and even then, you know, email them and be like, "Hey, I want to do this. What do you think before you do it?"
2: Please do. Please. Please, please. If, yeah, and on, on the please.
3: flip yeah, and on the flip side, if you're on your own, you don't have anybody. You're just like a, you know, small business owner, you do everything by yourself. If you do things like this, if you if you switch up your plugins, keep a really close eye on your traffic and your rankings and how the site's performing for a period, you know, of at least a couple weeks, religiously every day because you can break something and not know it and then it's too late. So keep an eye on that stuff. And then, yes, yeah, so you, you, like I said, if this had been a quarterly client, I saw this days after they implemented, but imagine if it had been three months, the rankings had tanked for three months and nobody was watching it. That's bad. So this one, this one ended well, but be wary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we've had many clients over the years do stuff. I mean, we've had them, uh, well, had their design companies roll out a new design? How many times? I don't even know. One in particular client I can Lots. remember multiple times, but yeah. And then they're like, why "I know what you're talking about." Yeah, why are they? Why? What happened? Or they don't even care. Then all of a sudden, you go to the site, you're like, "What the hell?"
3: Well, on? the yeah. worst is is you know they'll roll out these new web, not often, but often enough. They'll roll out a new website. And when they do that, you know, we lose our our access to WordPress. They change all their user credentials. It's like, then you go to try to fix something and you can't. And you're like trying to get on them. And and then they're freaking out because their rankings tank. Like, well, what happened? Well, four days ago, we launched a new website and didn't tell you. Well, guess what? There's a lot of stuff that has to be done when you launch a new website. And you didn't do any of it. So, like, the redirects. You broke all so, like, your
2: old links. all the uh, Everything is oh. tanked it is yeah. ruined. We have to rebuild and, Oh my God,
3: it can be ugly. So yeah, always talk to the people that you're, you're paying to help you before you make any kind of big changes. Yeah.
2: One of the things I know you're going to talk about next year, um, is, uh, relates to authority and, and authority is just a key component to how your website succeeds is how you show Google that you've earned the right to rank because if let's say you had all the best content in the world, but people weren't going to it or, you know, just had, didn't have any links, just really wasn't getting visibility. Well, Google can look at it and go, oh, this is great content. And maybe that would help. And, and you might get a few surfacing and then things gradually increase. But if you really want things to perk up quickly, you build authority through link building naturally or unnaturally, well, if you really want to go that route. But the point of the matter is... Um, Having people mention you, having places linked to you, having uh, social media discuss uh, something you've written all that that is those are huge signals. It's all about signals And uh, one of the things that we recently launched and is actually really busy um, I didn't really expect it to be so busy but um, is a service which uses uh, the old, technique of press releases to get you visibility, but in a totally new and unique way that is actually working really, really well. Um, so if you're in the position where you want more authority for your website and you're tired of just buying links, you want to do something that's really unique, that genuinely gets you, um, press that genuinely gets you social and, uh, well, the very least excellent, uh, local and organic signals let us know. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. I literally found this and another service we, we just launched because I was tired of losing clients that weren't listening to us. These are clients who we completely constantly told them what they needed to do because they weren't paying us enough to do it for them. And, or we simply couldn't do it for them. They needed to get us something and they just didn't, they were too busy for their fairness. Fair. I get it. Or they were really not interested But then they got upset. They're like, well, we're going somewhere else or someone else pulled us away. Like, ah, well, I want these services to get them results, even if they won't help us. (laughs) Because you know what? You just get tired of that churn, even if it's small or we have really good retention rates, but just any churn bothers me and I wanted to have something. So this is one of the things we're using and it does generate excellent signals that are and, and from places that Google pays attention to. So authority building is very possible. Always write great content, always create stuff that people want to read. And there's my segue into why is a blog important by
3: Scott Van That segue was way better than mine earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to say, no, don't, don't try to, I'm not trying to pat you on the back, but <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. So this this came up we have another client of ours who's actually one of our bigger clients they're awesome they're amazing I have regular meetings with them they're just great people and one of their higher ups came to them and said why are we even writing in our blog like what's the point of this like should we be doing something else and they're trying to pull the blog content creation and and this company we work with they actually have a writer who's basically a full-time writer on staff all she does is blog content and other site content and things like that but they they're trying to say that we shouldn't do this so so the client reached out to me and says, okay, we know it's important. How do we tell uh, so-and-so at up on the upper floors here that we need to keep doing this? So I thought this is kind of a good little refresher. And I've got a, a few notes here. And I'm sure there's way more reasons why a blog is important. And Ross will hopefully fill in the blanks here if he has we'll any ideas. We could do a whole
2: episode on this, honestly. We, but
3: yeah, we, we probably could, yeah. And so, you know, in summary, you know, like building a blog is important. It builds authority. As Ross just talked about, building lots of good content helps with your site authority. You want high level content, not just like, I don't know, little fluff pieces. Um, you know, write content that matters. Uh, it can help with link building for natural link building if you have a big audience, but you don't always see a lot of inbound links result from blog content. Unless I'm
2: going to pause one sec here. One thing to add about building authority, if you're trying to think of content to write, and I admit
3: 100%. This
2: is still a process in motion for us, ourselves. We're doing this work, but um, check out the book, um, They Ask, You Answer. I'm showing it right now. Some days it'll be on video, but um, it's by Marcus Sheridan. They Ask, You Answer. It's exceptional. And it talks about the kind of content you need to build that, I mean, it's it's foolproof. It really is. Even in the in the coming days of AI and and how difficult it might be things make things for SEO. And, and we'll definitely cover that as we get a better grasp of what really is happening. But um, this kind of content that this book talks about is all 100% doable by every single one of you listening who have a, a business or who just wants their own blog about something they know a lot about. That's the key. And it's literally one of my favorite books. It's It's been such a good read and uh, it's changed I guess it's, I've, I've been preaching a lot of what it preaches for a long time, but it it put it in better, in a better storyline, and answered a bunch of uh, questions and ideas that I hadn't even. It gave me a few ideas, and answered a lot of questions I, I didn't even know I had. Blah. Okay, moving on. You were talking about link building.
3: Yeah. Uh, and also just a quick note for you, Ross, add a link in the show notes with your Amazon affiliate ID to that book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So link building, having good quality content is a good way to build natural links. Again, you're not going to get thousands of links a month and well, I don't know, maybe you will. I don't know what your website does for traffic, but um, you might see some natural links come in as a result of that, which is always good. Um, same with social shares. You know, it, it's an easy segue into social sharing blog posts and things like that. Uh Featured snippets, it can increase your chances of showing up in, you know, like the people also ask box and and definitions and things like that. Uh, You can't always get that with your evergreen content, although you can, of course, but it gives you more opportunity. Uh, Increased visibility, you know, you'll find a lot of blog posts will rank for long tail traffic. Uh, Those are terms that you'll probably not rank for on your main service pages, but you have opportunities in your blog. So, you know, if you are contributing to your blog regularly, and you take a look at your Google Analytics over time, you should see organic traffic increasing over time as entering through your blog. Uh, and and there, that's, I mean, uh, that's one of the things I didn't write down here, but that I said to our client, I said, look, if we look at your traffic over the last year, we can see you're getting leads and conversions from some of this traffic. And you would not have any of that if the blog didn't exist, most likely. So something to yeah, think hey, about yeah. there.
2: The last part there, internal linking uh, is something I've been on a bit of a, a terror about lately, and that is ensure that these posts link to each other where it's relevant. Um, continue reading about this topic and have some links to really, truly relevant follow-ups to the article you just wrote. Uh, create a series. Um, mention that series within your uh Hey, if you have a podcast, mention it and it'll get added to your show notes, uh, add it to your service pages. Hey, you want to know more about this? What does this mean? Link to this. Um, all of this stuff. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's gorgeous food for Google. <laughs> it just loves to, fo- it loves to follow this. It loves to see these semantic relationships between content and it shows your expertise. Finally, and the one thing that's not on here is you need to make sure that you have your own author page. You need to have a page that talks about you as the writer, um, and and that shows your experience. Why should be like why should Google consider you an expert in this field? You know, note what you've uh, what schooling you've done, any certifications. Um, provide examples of you being in the press, all these different things, and make that page your calling card, your authorship link for any content you write. That way Google can connect the E-E-A-T, experience, expertise, authoritativeness. I don't always get it. As soon as they added one more E, it completely screws me up. (laughs) (laughs) Experience, right? Experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. trustworthiness. Yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah. We're really swift
3: today. Um Google's not very good today because I just my brain wasn't working either. So I did a quick search. What does EEAT stand for? And I got definitions for Miriam Webster for the word Eat. And I see nothing <laughs> about EEAT. Like nothing. Really? Nothing in the that top ten. Shocking. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is supposed to be easy to find.
2: Yeah. Well, I, eat. Well, I got to know that one well, and of course. I don't know what I was stumbling over because, yes, I know they had the experience at the beginning, but yeah, before it was just expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. And experience. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, experience. So, um, Google wants to see this information. And if you connect that again, it just boosts things and gives your content that much more opportunity to build authority. Uh, it's very convoluted, but really just write great content, have your own author page.
3: <laughs> yep. And connect not, the dots. It's really not hard, but you have to do it.
2: it the hard part is doing it, yes. And, yeah. and having a plan, there's no harm in having a plan, going, okay, where do I really want to be found? What's the content I want to be found for? I had a meeting with a client recently who um, is a chiropractor, and she really wants to be found for, well, obviously, treatment of pain. Well, that's a pretty big topic, so let's narrow it down a bit. And we talked about... Uh, different back issues. And she decided to pick a particular one. And I said, great. Now make that content robust. Let's start writing a ton of content about that. Set a goal of how much content you write. Then we'll move on to the next topic and we'll, we'll build a nice, healthy platform of really experienced content and Google will appreciate it. And so will well, most importantly, users will visitors. They'll see that and go, this person knows what they're talking about. They're speaking to me. I'm going to book my next chiropractic appointment with her. It's logical. That's the beauty thing of uh, beautiful thing about SEO. Although there are very technical aspects of it to it that you can leave to, uh, to us, there's the basics. And uh, many people don't follow the basics. So do that and you're going to be ahead of the game. And in fact, way ahead of most. That's very true. All right. Well, that was fun. A bit gappy. I think we had our our brains on, on slow today, but anyways, I'll I'll be smarter.
3: I'll be smarter next time. (laughs) Promise. I'll take my, eat my Wheaties.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Sleep might help too. Um, for me anyway. Yes. Well, remember we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. And, uh, I really hope you do and enjoy that. If you have any questions you'd like to share, share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. It's a bit quiet in there and we'd love some questions. Uh, And we promise to start getting more active on there again as well. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.FM. Thank
3: you for listening, everybody. See you next time.